Welcome to Our Life in Transition. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast deals with issues about LGBT families and trans-specific topics. We would love to hear from you and welcome your questions and comments. However, we will not tolerate any discriminatory language or hate speech. So please, just don't do it. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Coffee Break, presented by Our Life in Transition. fucking pissed that doesn't quite encapsulate how I feel I'm enraged I'm livid I'm seething I don't know if there are enough synonyms to describe just how fucking mad I am right now my country's on fire and I I can't do much about it. I sit and I post things on social media. I comment. I type. I work as a keyboard warrior. But what the hell can I do? I I don't have the means to donate a lot of money. I don't have the means right now to go and protest and to be fair protesting right now is dangerous whether or not something happens to you in a violent altercation in the middle of the street you might come home with a disease and die so what am i to do well i've got a microphone and i have an audience as limited as it may be you're here so hi Let's talk. I've been planning an episode for a few weeks, maybe about a month now, but it it's evolved. Um, Initially, my thoughts on this episode were talk about uh, joking and how that can lead to um, bigoted opinions and points of view in what may otherwise seem like innocent humor. And, you know, I think I might still touch on that, but in the past week, everything went completely sideways. And to be fair, it has been going sideways for a long time. Arguably, it's always been that way in one form or another. And, you know, if you follow me on my socials, you know how mad I am. You've seen my posts. You know that I indignant at what I'm seeing happening to my country. Obviously, right now, a lot of what is happening is 
because of the protest following George Floyd's murder in Minneapolis. Now, that's not the only reason people are protesting. And I know that there are people who will say, oh, well, there's, uh, there's violent protesters and there's thugs. And there's people who are not being peaceful. Well, fuck that. To be perfectly honest, um, A, if you are paying attention and if you are listening to the actual elected officials in Minneapolis, for example, there are outside actors. If you pay any attention to the online activity of white supremacist groups, they're thrilled at this. They're happy. They're looking to ignite a second civil war because that's what they've always wanted. But regardless, as I'm sure you've heard, if you've watched the news for five seconds over the past few days, because people have been quoting it nonstop, Martin Luther King once said that a riot is the language of the unheard. Yeah. It is. And there are plenty of people who clutch their pearls and they wring their hands and they talk about how this is uncivilized and this will make it harder for your message to get across. Well, to be perfectly frank, my dear, the message wasn't getting across before. That's why people are rioting. That's why people are protesting. That's why there are thousands of people in the street angry, screaming, during a pandemic, nonetheless. Because the voices of the people who are being stepped upon, who are having their necks crushed under the weight of the system that we are living in, are not being heard. And that's always been the way. You know, it's not lost on me that this is happening right before June. June is pride. <laughs> It's funny. In, in 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 our modern context, so many people look at pride and go, oh, well, you know, you go to Starbucks and there's rainbow coffee cups and, you know, Absolute Vodka and T-Mobile, you know, are pushing rainbows and pride and, oh, this is just so PC. They're just pandering to the social justice warriors. Well, thanks. It's nice. They're doing it because they're trying to market <laughs> to the LGBT community. That's why they're doing it. Whether or not they actually care, eh, it's a different story altogether. But here's the thing about Pride. Pride started at the Stonewall Riots, and the Stonewall Riots were a riot. It was a riot that lasted for five days. Buildings were smashed. Things were set on fire. People threw rocks at the police. People were hurt. And as I said in a post that I wrote the other day, some of you really have no earthly comprehension that the American Revolution sprung from protests over a police shooting and the continual disenfranchisement of the people. Now listen, folks, I am no violent revolutionary. I don't like violence. It upsets me. It frightens me, but I get it. I understand why people are out smashing shit in the street. I get why people are screaming 
in the face of the police. I understand why there are thousands of people marching up and down the roads and boulevards of cities across this continent, across this nation. It is an insane time that we are living in. And prior to George Floyd being murdered, we've been living through that. This isn't new. This isn't some random occurrence. It just popped off and, oh, it's so appallingly unheard of. Minorities in this country have been living under systems of oppression since before this country existed. I mentioned a second ago that pride is coming up. It's just super fun that the other day we started saying very concerning things popping up about something called Operation Pride Fall because there are bigots who are trying to hijack the month, hijack pride in order to terrorize, sow the seeds of fear, or in the least, discredit the LGBT community. Now, here's the thing. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not true. Nobody actually knows. Maybe the whole point is to just make everyone in the LGBT community freak the fuck out, because it might happen. I see posts saying, hey, you know, take down your pronouns and anything that might identify you as part of the community because you don't want to make yourself a target. That kind of sounds like the point. And the thing is, in all communities that are dealing with one form of oppression or another, there is always somebody telling us to be quiet. We're told to be quiet when we protest innocent people being killed in the street. We're told to be quiet when our black and brown brothers and sisters are shot down, strangled, beaten in the street. We're told to be quiet when trans women are killed at an insane rate in this country. We are told to be quiet about any form of bigotry or oppression or discrimination that we face. We are told to be quiet about the racist, obnoxious, bloviating prick that we have occupying the White House. We are told that we're not allowed to criticize those who oppress and hate and attack. We're told that it's okay that 100,000 people have died in this country. There was no national mourning. They just vanished. They disappeared like the fucking rapture. It's like something out of the goddamn Bible. They're just gone. We're told to stop whining about being afraid to go outside, about worrying about reopening the economy and saving capitalism. We're told to be quiet as people starve, as our education system is torn apart, as the environment is destroyed. We're told to be quiet because it makes people uncomfortable to deal with the hard truths about our society. We're constantly screamed at and shouted down and told to stop being so PC. No. No. I love my country. I truly do. And I once had somebody say to me, a co-worker, that 
oh, well, people who are liberal hate America. You won't see them flying the American flag. They hate it. They want to burn it and stomp on it. Then I pointed to the back of my car where I had an American flag sitting just inside my car window. Like, what, you mean that flag? I love my country. And I know that it can do better. That's why I scream. That's why I'm angry. I'm disappointed. I'm hurt at the betrayal of the American ideals that we all say that we ascribe to. I still believe in those. Do you? This is a turning point in our country. This is a time where we all need to decide what we actually believe in and what kind of nation and world we want to have. Do we want to have one where people are discriminated against that equal protection under the law isn't a thing that the Constitution can just be shredded and protections only apply to certain people? That if you are a MAGA hat-wearing protester, you can just go and storm a state capitol with your AR-15s, and that's absolutely fine. The cops will give you water. If you storm into a church, shoot nine people for no fucking reason other than the fact that you are a white supremacist piece of shit, that it's okay. The cops will make sure that you don't get hurt on your way to jail. But if you're a man who has a potentially fraudulent $20 bill, oh, well, you get the life choked out of you. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter if that's the case or not. It doesn't matter if somebody has a criminal history, if somebody has been in jail before, if somebody has done something wrong before. There are plenty of people, black, white, any number of other races, creeds, varieties of people that create the spectrum of humans that live in this country. There are plenty of people who have done wrong things. There are plenty of people who've gone to jail, but not everyone is treated the same. And I can tell you, as somebody who has never been to jail, the worst that I've ever had is I got a speeding ticket once or twice. I have a little bit of a lead foot, I won't lie. But every single time that I was pulled over, I was scared for my life, and I shouldn't have had to be. When I was 15 years old, I was a kid who liked to go outside and hang out and play, because I was still a kid. I was one of those children who liked to explore and do adventurous things. And, you know, I didn't go very far. I used to hang out and climb trees and do things like that. You know, childish shit. But you know what? I lived in an apartment complex. And when I go climb a tree and read a book, because I'm that kind of awkward, weird, shy kind of kid, Somebody calls the cops because there's a suspicious man with long braided hair. Well, cops have to come and make sure that I'm not doing something suspicious. You didn't have to call the fucking cops, Karen. I'm just reading a book. You know why? Because you can do that sort of thing. It's nice, to be perfectly honest. Until a couple of cops stroll up, one of which who is actually your dare officer in elementary school, and they frisk you. And they question you, and they ask you 
Who are you? What are you doing here? How dare you? You're not allowed to climb trees. You're too brown for that. And quite frankly, to cap off the story, it's a good thing that I was too traumatized at the time to really explain to my parents when I walked back into the apartment that I had just been frisked. Because if I had, when my parents angrily said, what the fuck, somebody called the cops on you, and they went to go talk to the police, if they had known that I had just been frisked, my dad would have probably gotten himself shot because you can't just do that. You can't just assault people for existing in public. Stop and frisk is not okay. Unequal standards are not okay. Murdering someone is not okay. Discriminating against people in the workplace, in the economy, in school, it's not okay. And there are so many people in this country that have safe, comfortable lives and they cannot see past their own front door. They can't see beyond themselves to have any empathy that people live different lives than they do. And that the circumstances that you grow up in affect the rest of your life. It's not just a matter of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. Some people don't have shoes. You know, and I, I wonder what it's going to take. I'm afraid of what's going to happen. I don't know if people are going to die protesting, I don't know if people will make it home and then more people are going to get this fucking virus because God forbid we actually listened to the scientists and did the right thing to make sure that we were all able to live and survive this. I don't know if things are going to get worse. I pray to God everybody goes and fucking votes because if we deal with four more years of this, a lot of us aren't going to make it out. Thousands of us already haven't. And we have a culture. We have a culture where one side, where one segment of the population really hates people who are different from them. They hate, hate people who are different from them. And they want to make people who are queer, people who are brown, people who are poor, people who are foreign, people who have a different religion, to go away. They want other people to stop existing because in their minds, this country is for them and not for the rest of us. And on the other side, you have people who just want to fucking exist. This isn't politics. This isn't a political opinion. People existing in people's lives are not political opinions. I will argue with you about politics all day, 100%. Politics are school budgets and who do you think should win the next election. There's politics, and that's fine to debate over. People's lives, the right of people to exist, the right of people to get married, the right of people to have an education, the right of people to have health care is not a political debate. People's existence isn't a political opinion. It's a right. And maybe, just maybe, in the course of this madness that we're currently living in, maybe there will be some clarity. Maybe, maybe, the generations that are coming up behind us will get it.
that they'll learn from the mistakes that they're seeing enacted before them, that they'll comprehend that this shit's wrong. I have hope. I always have hope in the kids. Now, is there going to be just a sudden epiphany and, oh, hatred's going to go away? No, it's not. But maybe going forward, we'll have a generation of people with the political courage to actually change the system that we live in so that we don't have this nonsense, this idiocy continue. And the shit starts at home. You've got to talk to your friends. You've got to talk to your family. You've got to talk to your kids. You've got to use what you have, your privilege, your status, your voice to tell people that this is not okay. That bigotry is not okay. Racism, homophobia, transphobia, xenophobia is not okay. If you hear your kids, your friends make a joke, it's not fucking okay. And, you know, let's talk about that because that's what I wanted to have this episode be about to begin with. Because, to be perfectly honest, I cut somebody out of my life recently because they think that they are funny. They think that they can keep making transphobic posts and keep mocking the LGBT community like that's okay. It's not. And it's not more so because I'm standing right here. You can see me. I'm your family. I've cut them out. That hurt. But you know what? Growing up, did I make gay jokes? Yeah. I grew up in the 90s. That shit was what you did, right? You made a joke, and then you said, ha ha ha, no homo. Not funny. Did I laugh at Eddie Murphy's stand-up specials when I was little because his skit about the honeymooners was just so funny? Yeah. What if Mr. T was gay? <laughs> That's a silly, silly prospect. Eddie Murphy apologized about that because he recognizes it was wrong. I used to quote Dave Chappelle constantly. I loved the Chappelle show when I was younger. I used to quote his stand-up all the time. I had one special memorized. His bit about Sesame Street is fucking funny. But then he got older, and then he thought, you know what? I see all these changes around me, and I don't know what to do. And you know what? Trans people, let's mock them now. I don't laugh at Dave Chappelle anymore. Because it's not funny. It's bigoted. And when somebody points out to you that, hey, I see what you were trying to do, it's not okay. And here's why. You don't argue with them. When somebody says, hey, you know what, that religious joke, it's not okay. You don't argue with them. You shut the fuck up and you listen. You stop saying, oh, stop being so sensitive. That's not the proper response. You listen to why it's a problematic thing that you just did. Everybody gets defensive sometimes. I understand that. But if somebody is standing in front of you going, hey, you hurt me. Here's why. Hey, that's not okay. Here's why. You fucking listen. Did I used to make jokes when I was a kid that make me cringe now? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. I was a child. And when you grow up, you're supposed to put away childish things. Some of you never grew the fuck up. And we live in a society where 
people try to avoid being uncomfortable. I understand that. Nobody wants to be uncomfortable. It's not a fun feeling. But for somebody who lives every day being uncomfortable, suck it the fuck up. You need to speak up for yourselves and for the people around you, your friends and the people that you don't even know who can't necessarily speak for themselves because they're not in the room that you are with the person who is hurting their community, that is hurting them, that is being a bigot, that is perpetuating the biases that tear this country apart. And it starts with stupid, seemingly innocent jokes. It normalizes bigotry, and that's not innocent. Speak up. When you recognize that shit's not okay, you gotta say, this is not okay. I understand people don't want to step on toes, but you know what? Sometimes you need to stomp on somebody's fucking toes to get them out of the fucking way. Because we can't make progress if the same cycle of hatred and bigotry just keeps going and going and going like a never-ending wheel. Break the wheel. We need to stop the cycle. And that starts with the kids. So listen, educate your kids. You need to show them what's happening right now. You need to let them comprehend the history of this country. Go read a fucking book. Hell, look up a YouTube video and make sure that you vet the sources, please. But we live in an age where all the world's information is at your fingertips. Not that that's something that everybody approves of. Some people want to stop us from being able to access the internet freely. But as of right now, we can. And you know what? The world is more than TikTok videos. I just joined TikTok. It's fucking fun. But the past two days, most of my feed has been people talking about the protests that are going on. Don't scroll past those. Listen. Watch what's going on. Don't turn away. I'm hurt. I'm angry. I can't tell you what to think. I can't tell you how to feel. I hope that you see what's going on and that you're angry too. I don't want you to hurt, but I hope that you get it. I hope that you understand what is happening. And I hope that you'll do whatever it is you can to make it stop. Because the world can be a beautiful, wonderful place if we want it to be. One of my favorite songs is John Lennon's Imagine. When I was a little kid, my mom sat me down and made me watch the Beatles anthology, and I fell in love. And when I got to John Lennon's discography, I said, wow, this song. This song spoke to something in me that other songs hadn't quite up until that point. And I'm not going to sing the song for you, but give it a listen if you haven't before. But all of the things that we hold on to, all of the things that divide us, they're constructs. And they don't have to exist. Imagine if they didn't. What would the world be like if we were all just one human race that actually cared about one another? That actually was united in our shared humanity. I don't know what to say to you to get you to understand that you are supposed to care about 
people. And probably if you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to me, if you're following my socials and you care about what the fuck I'm saying, you already do. But each and every one of you who's hearing my voice right now knows somebody who doesn't. You know somebody who really could not care less about what's happening right now. It's frustratingly annoying to them. It's a distraction that they would rather not deal with. I understand that. I don't want to deal with it either. But I have to. Because I don't want my two-year-old growing up in a world like the one we're currently living in. For as many problems as I have with some people in my family, for as many problems as I have with my dad. He grew up in Birmingham, Alabama in the 60s. And he lived through some shit which I could not possibly fucking imagine. But I'm getting a glimpse of it right now. And people want to talk about protest peacefully. I understand that sentiment. I don't want to see shit on fire. I don't want to see buildings destroyed. And whether or not there are outside actors that are starting a lot of the fires and violence and causing the trauma that we're seeing. The peaceful protests didn't work either. Because before there were fires or things were quote-unquote a riot. After George Floyd was murdered, people protested peacefully. They had signs, they marched, and they were tear-gassed. People want to compare this to, oh, Selma, they were peaceful in Selma, yeah. And they were tear-gassed and had the shit beat out of them. And people were killed when they protested in Selma. And then when the cameras turned and the rest of the world saw what was happening, more people showed up and the cops backed the fuck off. That's what's happening right now. How are we supposed to protest peacefully? We march down the street. You say, that's not the way to protest. You have celebrities make statements, say things at the Oscars, wear a t-shirt saying, I can't breathe. That's not the way to protest. You have people kneeling in football stadiums. And you say, that's not the way to protest. That's un-American. You're a traitor. How should we protest? Because you know what? When you're pissed off about the fact that Karen can't go get her fucking haircut, you take your goddamn assault rifles and you walk into state capitals, you push cops, and that's an okay way to protest. But if you're quiet and you're black, it's not fucking okay. How are we supposed to protest? What is the right way to protest? Riots are the language of the unheard. It shouldn't come to this for people to fucking hear what we've been saying for generations. I'm going to put some links in the description. Please go down to the show notes. If you can donate, donate. Call your representatives. Demand that they make changes. Tell them that the injustices that you see in our country are not okay. And then in November, go fucking vote. Vote. Because we don't deserve to live with this shit anymore. I'm tired. I'm pissed. I'm not going to be quiet. And I've had enough. 
I hope you have too. Thanks for listening. Bye. This has been Coffee Break, presented by Our Life in Transition. Our producer is Shannon McDill. Our theme music is Silky Smooth by Jens Kielsoft. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash olitpod. That's forward slash O-L-I-T-P-O-D. Your support makes this show possible. Thank you.